0: Hey, it's Scarlett and it's Shiro. and this, this is, is Sci-fi, Sci-Fi Femme, episode two. So in this episode, we'll just be talking about women in science fiction literature, mostly like women authors, if you will. Um, oh, yeah. Right. And... So obviously we started last episode with Mary Shelley, who's the essentially the originator of science fiction literature mm-hmm. so we've already discussed her so we're gonna talk about other people at this point all right so
1: so basically um science fiction after mary shelley was just a lot of guys you know yep. doing a lot of writing a lot of um science fiction for other men You know, there were definitely other writers, such as Gertrude Bennett and Miriam DeFord. But, like, until around, like, the 1960s, 1970s, women, you know, really weren't Mm. winning awards for their writing. They weren't really recognized for what they were doing, which is, you know.
0: And fun fact, Margaret Cavendish, who published The Blazing World in the 17th century, might be the real originator of science fiction literature but that's even cool that there's someone you know that goes even farther back than mary shelley's frankenstein 1818 but is also a woman so that's i don't know it's not like confirmed whether or not she is a origin like you know who was first or whatever but just something i read up on it's like you were saying like um women didn't really make a scene until then like you know, pop culture, science fiction, or get recognized um, until the 60s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, I don't think women were in the Hugo Awards until 1960s, and for those of you who don't know, the Hugo Awards is um, the literary awards given annually for the best science fiction or fantasy works um, from that previous year. So it's pretty big deal um, in the sci-fi world. It's
1: a Hugo Awards. Yep. Um, um, I think that, well, after... So after around like the 1960s, I think there was a lot more recognition for women mm-hmm. um, as female writers. And even up until today, you know, there's a lot of science fiction yeah. written by women, for women. For women as well. Mm-hmm. Which is also really, really great to see. Um, I think that women, women writers are still um a pretty big like minority yeah I know definitely that back in 1948 only around 10 to 15 percent of science fiction writers were women mm-hmm. um i don't think that number has grown i think the number's grown but not not exponentially you know not
0: right yeah no definitely men it's still a men-dominated um field so there's uh, the Grand Master of Science Fiction by the Sa- Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America, which is a Grand Master of a lifetime given to one like writer who's alive at a time, which I think is, you know, I guess like they don't name one until the other one dies. I don't know. It's pretty intense. Yeah. So um, that started in nineteen seventy five, and there's been about I, th- I believe like six women who have gone it since then, but you know they're waiting around for like people to die to give the next award, I don't think that's that bad,
1: yeah, I think like, you know, starting in
0: 1975, like, it's not that bad, it's like, you help? well, unless you've given to them when they're really old, then... that's what I'm saying, like, do they wait until these writers get, like, super old, like, them. on the brink of death, <laughs> <laughs> to give the next award out, that would be awful, <laughs> I really hope not, um, and, um, the first science fiction writer to receive a MacArthur Fellowship, um, was not, only just a woman, but a black woman, Octavia E. Butler, which we've read some like Loved one of her stories so
1: much. in this class. Actually mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly which one, but we did. We did read one of her stories. Mm-hmm. Um she also wrote Kindred. Yep. Um, which is a you know, a really big novel, especially in schools. A lot of people are reading it. Um Blood Child is also a really good one. Um, I think people who don't know the MacArthur Fellowship basically it's also known as the Genius Grant and mm-hmm. it is its actual money it's like a monetary prize you mm-hmm. win i think um previously it was $500,000 they've recently upped it to $625,000 um Dang. yeah a big big award and it's basically just awarded to people who have like made like groundbreaking mm-hmm. um achievements within With, their fields
0: especially in this class like the fact that the first science fiction writer to get it was octavia butler was just like super important like a black woman which is like a complete minority in the science fiction world like Definitely. you know most of the science fiction world is is white men like it's just what it is um and then you have even, like a handful of women mm-hmm. and then you have
1: an even smaller handful of women of color so yeah think...
0: exactly and she's also won a bunch of hugo and nebula awards too mm-hmm. so that's just pretty cool for her and science fiction world um let's see
1: what else um, there was definitely... There's was also, um, when you think about the influence of political movements mm-hmm. and science fiction, not only the novels, but also the people writing these novels. So um, when you think about the 1960s mm-hmm. and this being a time for women getting recognition, you also think back to that was also a time when the feminist movement was really big. Women right. were... Um, Definitely pushing really hard for equality. This is also a time of like you know, people were, people were becoming more, open-minded, more liberal. Right,
0: this is the civil rights movement era right. at this point. So. So
1: there's definitely a lot of push for equality for mm-hmm. all people, and I think that was really important in being able to, finally recognize women's talents in mm-hmm. the science fiction um, realm. Um, I think that was really cool, and also there definitely like, is also not even, when thinking about women, you also think about women of color mm-hmm. and other minorities within just the spectrum of women, women in the LGBT community. Right. Um, I think during like, the 1960s, 1970s, there was also a very big push within, um, mm-hmm. for gay rights and yeah. you know, within the LGBT community. And um, there are authors such as Elizabeth A. Lynn, um, who identify and focus on people that are part of the LGBT community, which I think is really, really cool.
0: Definitely um, gender, just gender studies, and has become like, well, it's, also, it's always been important, but in science fiction, they were able to incorporate it, um, not to go back to it, but Frankenstein also um, was very focus on that as well like there's some people interpret Victor as being um, as being homosexual just the way that he talks about um, Henry and the way that he talks about the creature's bo- like body and just he just mm-hmm. has all these things on about him um, and for Shelley to you know want to be a more just express herself more I guess dominantly in her works Mm -hmm. kind of plays into like how does she identify herself um but yeah
1: so definitely definitely um definitely a lot of like i think a lot of women are more are more like i want to say like open to new ideas of sexuality and um really able to express that in their writing and science fiction um and i think that that's something that you know is really interesting to focus on
0: right like um when we read those stories in class we had the Will Ball Lightning by mm-hmm. Neela Hopskin, which was, oh Hopkinson, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was the, um, the longer one about, the one that was written by a woman. Nilo Hopkinson is a woman. Mm-hmm. And then there was In Space, No One Can Hear You Have... Oh, no. That's what he named the course material. <laughs> it was called I, Gamora. <laughs> I, Gamora, yes. I, and Gamora by Samuel R. Delaney, which re- was written by a, a queer black man. Mm-hmm. And I just, before reading these stories, like, I never really thought about you know gender the subject of gender or sexuality within science fiction honestly like mm-hmm. when, when I read science fiction I'm thinking about um space and I guess I have been like programmed to think about Frankenstein i thinking <laughs> about like space you know like sex doesn't really come to mind so just definitely. um reading those stories definitely like opened a world of like a, a genre of like books that i can <laughs> read about it which i don't know i thought that was pretty cool so i guess we can start with um i and Gamora, um which was written by samuel delaney yes. which we said <laughs> um just how the spacers they were essentially they were they were they lacked
1: like a form of right, sexuality they, were, they, they weren't were, androgynous they weren't male they weren't female mm-hmm.
0: so like i don't know if they were in a way they were kind of trans if you will but really yes. i think that they were like yeah because they they were a certain sex and then they are not a sex anymore which is a transition in a sense you mm-hmm. know not
1: transition to a full different sex but yeah and um, i think samuel delaney definitely left that kind of open didn't really specify as mm-hmm. to how any of that happened or right. like what the process was or what they were after that I think you kind of left it open on purpose so that
0: definitely you can
1: definitely interpret it for yourself what you think that might be mm-hmm. in terms of just not being male or female you know it's it's definitely something that's very interesting to conceptualize
0: right and something that Dr. Peter can ask us was like you know could this story have been written by a man or a woman and I think we both said either like Mm -hmm. I it could Mm -hmm. it was a very like neutral point of view if you will versus Mm -hmm. um danger ball lightning which is definitely written (laughs) by a woman just because one it was very detailed okay like kind of more detailed than I wanted it to be (laughs) Um honestly. He didn't be asking class, but everyone was just like, Yeah, yeah,
1: we 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 assumed,
0: yeah. <laughs> right. We um, definitely um, knew. But yeah, and the, but a point that he made was like that we and you were just like yes. Because <laughs> you know, we're the only girls in the class, so and everybody else was kinda
1: like, like uh, Right.
0: Maybe? But we were like straight up,
1: yeah. Cause you know, you you would you would understand because that's the story that I could like see a woman definitely Mm -hmm. especially the way that it's written Mm -hmm. and like you're saying the amount of detail yeah it's very detailed and like very it's a very intimate story like the storyline graphic if you (laughs) and the whole like idea of like how in the end it's like kind of them touching each other Mm -hmm. that like and like reconnecting and
0: finding each other again
1: very like woman like yeah sure point of view yeah
0: because she's arguing like it's not what you say; it's what you don't say, type thing, and it's so relatable. You, honestly. Yeah, I guess it's relatable. <laughs> but like, also, I feel bad for the boyfriend because like he's doing what he thinks is right, but she's not straight up telling him what she wants, which is also the issue. So I don't know. It's just it's bad communication. communication. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, exactly.
0: Yes, <laughs> communication, which is like a problem in a lot of people's relationships, um, just in any like, dynamic, you know, a straight relationship or a gay relationship or whatever. Like,
1: it's just, people just don't know how to communicate. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, that was definitely a very, like, interesting It's like, wow. It was, it was also extremely graphic, but, um, you know, it's, it's cool, it's cool.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that is um, basic, a basic brief history on, women writers and not even just women just i guess it ended up being about gender as well which is cool too so it's like women writers and genders in science fiction and how it plays out so thanks for listening to episode two stay
1: tuned for episode three our final episode the one i think i'm most excited for yes to talk about this (laughs) okay (laughs) okay
0: bye guys (laughs)